this was supposed to be easy. How I find myself at this point in history and I'm nervous about what to do next, this isn't the way that it was supposed to go. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Fire You Can't Put Out. My name is Melvin. I want to thank you so much for being here. I remember learning about history. And I remember learning about the walkouts and the sit-ins. And I remember seeing the photos and reading the stories from school integration. I remember watching Martin Luther King March. I remember all of these things. And I remember thinking that if I were there during that time, how I would be with those people. I would be with the marginalized people. And now I find myself at this point in history with those marginalized people and it's a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. I thought because it's so insane to be racist. It's so insane to be misogynist that all I would have to do is point those things out and even the stupid people would get it. But what I've learned now is the reason these stories from history are so important is because, and I know I'm not using diplomatic language here, but the stupid people don't get it. So I'm at an awkward place in history. I, I very much stand behind the Black Lives Matter movement and you know, the, the equal pay for women. I'm, I'm, I'm with all of these things. But watching my, my conservative colleagues, counterparts, make arguments against these things is just insane to me. I think the most glaring example having to do with something that's come up fairly recently would be let's talk about how we're handling COVID. And I didn't know this was a thing. I, I just learned this was a thing, and you'll have to forgive me. I don't spend a lot of time or any time hanging out on social media. But I used to listen to The Breakfast Club. It's one of the few non-political uh, talk shows that I would listen to. And... I quit listening for a long time for any number of reasons. The show is as good as it ever was, but you know sometimes it could be kind of blue and it can be kind of lowbrow. Um, I, I still enjoy it a lot of the times. I definitely like hearing Charlemagne talk. Charlemagne talking always reminds me of home um, or what was considered home growing up, so on and so forth. But somebody called up the other day and they said, um, I don't know anybody with COVID. Anybody you in the, the studio? Do you do you know anybody with COVID? I don't know anyone with COVID. I don't know anyone with COVID either. Uh huh. So how do we know that this is a? Oh no! Are you effing serious? Well, I'm just saying. I I, I don't I don't I don't know anybody uh, with COVID. So I, I just I I don't understand how I don't. I mean, if it's if it's killing all these people, all these people are sick. And I'm not seeing nothing. What? Dr. Breen was a, was a, a doctor in the, in the New York area, if I'm not mistaken. 
And I just got done reading a, a long article about her. And she got into the field of medicine because she wanted to help people. And she had every positive outlook on life that you can think of. And she got all these, all these degrees and she made science and helping people her life. She recently took her own life after being a doctor during the time of COVID made her almost catatonic. She, she, outside of work, she would just spend her time looking down. When she would talk, the, the light was gone from her eyes. She would only speak when spoken to, you know, a lot of, a lot of monosyllabic words and short sentences and just couldn't bring herself to communicate anymore. And people knew that there was something wrong. And they said, Doc, maybe you should just take some time off. And so she did. So she tried. She tried to take some time off. But she's got to go back to work eventually. And because of the way that we have decided to handle COVID-19, it made her feel helpless. Uh, the worst analogy is probably whack-a-mole. Like, you, you, here, you hit one, and here comes another, here comes another, here comes another. But it's worse than that because she was watching people get sick. Young people, old people get sick and die. And just, I imagine somebody that gets into the field of medicine decides that that's what they want, they, that's what they want to do it's not the easiest thing. It's more than a decade of school. You're taking on a quarter million dollars of debt if you're in America because that's, the, that's a fabulous way to pay for school when you're a developed country. But it's not a decision that you come to lightly. And you don't do it because it's, it, it's sexy or, or, or glorious. I guess having doctor attached to your name is kind of sexy. But you don't have to be a doctor of medicine. You could be a doctor of psychology. You, know, you can be a doctor of a lot of things. Having doctor on your name, yeah, that's, that's kind of cool. But otherwise, it's, 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 it's hard, thankless work. And after seeing too much in the hospital and just deciding that she can't, she can't handle it because she can't stand to see all the human misery and feel like she's not making a difference, she went ahead and took her own life. And that hit me hard. For those of you that still think that this is a joke and that only old people are getting it, well, now young people are getting it. Most of the people that are dying now are between the ages of 20 and 40. It's actually dropping. And the president is making the case that kids should just go back to school. Why? Because it doesn't appear that a lot of kids are getting sick and dying. Yes, but their teachers who are in their 20 to 40, 40 age range, they are getting sick and they are dying right now. But Donald Trump and his supporters have decided that you need to go back to school because you need to die for Donald Trump. Otherwise, he might not get reelected. I want everyone to think about this for just a minute. March 12th, 2020, I will never forget the day. That was when it all came crashing down where I was at, in my state, in my town. When things started changing, concerts started going away, like 
we saw the freight train coming, but that was when the freight train made contact with us. And when it happened, there were a lot of questions. What does this mean? What will this mean? What's this going to look like? How long are we going to be locked down for? I think March 12th was the same for a lot of folks. And so let's do this. The incubation period for this illness is about two weeks. And then when you have it, 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 it can take you up to two months to get well. But you know within two weeks if you have it. So let's say that we decided, like March 12th hits, and we said, and this would have had to come from the feds, because this would have had to be at least, at the very least, the 48 contiguous states, because we have interstate travel. Let's say that Donald Trump had said, let's shut everything down for a month. Just nothing. Everything for a month. You can go to the grocery store. You can go to the hospital. But you can't go anywhere else. That's it. Just complete nationwide stay-at-home order. We could have gotten a handle on this illness. We could have almost completely eradicated it in that time. And then by May, so you go from March 12th to April 12th, and then give it till May till the people in the hospital are either recover or die, and then, we're, and then we don't have COVID anymore. Like that's how – I mean – that's, that's what we could have done. And then we could have had just strict rules for who gets to come in to the country. And if you go out, you self-quarantine for two weeks. You know, and, and, and the, feds, the feds will pay you, will pay your employment for those two weeks while you stay home, not getting anybody sick. Think about that. I mean, COVID could have been a distant memory and then we could have just controlled – who comes in, you know, and if Americans go out, what, how, what they do when they come. We could, we could have done all of that, and we wouldn't have had to deal with any of this. And instead, what did we decide to do? We had this, this piecemeal approach from the states. We had the president calling it a hoax. I'm not convinced that he won't win the election, even with the way he's handled this. His biggest claim to fame right now is that deaths are dropping that's that's the, that's honestly that's a thing. Think about when Benghazi happened, and four people died in Benghazi. It was the worst crime in the history of humanity to the conservative movement. Four goddamn people. Now, we have a hundred and thirty thousand, hundred forty thousand Americans dead since March over something that was. Com- Completely, almost completely preventable. Or if at least the, the grown-ups were in the room, we could have done something about it. And, and now he's actually, the president is actually saying, we could have had, or, or we have fewer deaths now. Is it more than four? Because if it's more than four, then the conservative movement needs to start freaking out. 130,000 is definitely more than four. And yet they're out there making the case for him, for their cult leader. 
hey, deaths are going down. Deaths are a terrible indicator because they're a lagging indicator. And by the way, not everybody dies. Some people just get sick and have lifelong illnesses and then they have a pre-existing condition. 5.4 million people, according to the New York Times, have lost their health insurance since this began. And those people can no longer get health care. So those of you that are still on health care, that means that you get to pay for that. The other thing, the Trump administration is currently in court right now fighting to overturn Obamacare. And for all of the, of the, the language that the president uses that says that he wants to protect pre-existing conditions, in their, in their argument to the court, they specifically argue for taking away protections for pre-existing conditions. I'm on the side of history that says I know that this virus is real and I do not believe in the conspiracies. And QAnon is little more than a hidden Nazi that just spreads his BS and you know it's a him on the internet and gets gullible F-heads to believe him. At this, I know that the disease is real. I know that it's hurting and killing a lot of people. The suicide of Dr. Breen hit me like a brick, and I do, I do not know her, but I've read so much about her. I feel like I do now, and I feel like I know people like that. And plus, I'm an empath. I can't, I can't help it. And the fact that Americans at this point in history are this goddamn dumb, it's embarrassing. Kanye West announced he's running for president and people are taking him effing seriously. Hey, folks, what are you doing out there? We have over 70,000 new daily cases. 15 to 20,000 of those cases every day are just from Florida. How much you want to bet Trump's going to win Florida? Huh? After 70,000 new people a day. We're going to hit 100,000 people a day. Easily, by next month, by August, that are getting sick with this illness. And the White House sees that freight train coming. So what the White House is doing now, they're going to war with science. This is real. They're going up against Dr. Fauci and trying to discredit him in every way possible. He's not trying to discredit them. And as a matter of fact, if you watch his press conferences, he sidesteps all the time trying not to go up against the president. And just gives the facts about science. But facts are a son of a bitch when you're a conservative in today. Today's America. Sweden's experiment and herd immunity. Let's take the herd immunity thing first. Um, I mentioned in my conversation with a con man uh, a couple shows back how that con man had mentioned to me herd immunity. By the way. That uneducated buffoon had never heard the phrase herd immunity in his whole life until somebody on Fox News said it, and now he feels like he's Dr. John. Herd immunity. Have you ever heard of? Yes, I've heard of herd immunity, con man. Well, we just need to get everybody sick and then it'll be fine. Here's what we've learned. There will be no herd immunity, at least not from people getting it. This isn't like the chicken pox. You can only get it once. Because now we know that lots of people are getting it, getting over it, and then getting it again. So the herd immunity isn't going to come from people getting it. The herd immunity is only going to come from a vaccine. 
in my conversation with that same con man, what about Sweden? Once again, this prick is an uneducated buffoon and doesn't know his ass from his face, and I'm pretty sure had never even heard of Sweden until he heard it on Fox News. What about Sweden? They kept their economy. Yes, they did. They kept their economy open. And their infection rate, including their death rate, is four times higher than the United States. And now, after letting all those people get sick and all of those people die, Sweden has declared that their experiment failed and they've closed down their economy. But even before they closed down their economy, people quit going out. Herd immunity is only going to come from a vaccine. Failure in conservative news. Sweden's experiment failed. Conservative news. These ideas that they were pushing. All crap. All. I imagine hydroxychloroquine is going to come back any second now. With all these new deaths, with all these new infection rates, what is the president focused on right now? Perhaps he's talking about this, yeah? No, no, the White House isn't talking about this at all. As a matter of fact, he commuted Roger Stone this week, which I heard this phrase and it hit me like a ton of bricks. Trump just did something that even Richard Nixon wouldn't do. Like you actually, the conservative movement didn't just pick another Richard Nixon. They picked somebody worse than Nixon. Like that's what he's focused on. Like that's the thing. That's the thing that he did. He decided to commute the sentence of one of, of one of his buddies, who, by the way, is still a felon, still lied to investigators, and uh, still lied to Congress. But I suppose when we scream "law and order," we don't mean law and order for the conservative movement. We mean law and order for black people, and then we write laws against black people. The headline over at the New York Times for Krugman's, uh, Paul Krugman's latest article is We Drank Away Our Children's Future. To those of you that want your kids to go back to school in the fall, you decided that you needed to have, you needed to have a drink outside of your home. You decided that you needed to go to a bar and that you needed to go to a restaurant and that you needed to go to all these indoor places and do the things that you used to do. Most of that involved drinking. Now your kids will not be returning to school full-time in the fall. That headline said it all. And just on this last point with respect to COVID, um, on the Mexico-Arizona border right now, Mexico has put up a, a line of cars trying to stop Americans from coming into Mexico because they don't want... Americans infecting Mexicans. That wall that y'all love so much, it's finally there. But it's not to keep Mexicans from coming in. It's to stop gringos from going over the border and infecting the Mexican people. To the north, same thing. Canadians don't want us coming up there. Why? Because we are as out of control as an undeveloped third, na third world nation. When it comes to this disease, because we don't believe in science anymore, because we are truly horrible, horrible people. There's a wall to the north and there's a wall to the south, and they don't want Americans coming in. 
Okinawa, Japan. Okinawa, Japan, small island, had from uh, February up until uh, July 4th, you can kind of see where I'm going with this, only had a total of 178 cases, period. 178 cases. Um, but of course, there is a military base in Okinawa. And on the 4th of July, they decided to have a big effing party. And the number of cases, uh, which by the way, 178 cases from February to July 3rd, well, 100 more people just got it. And they and all of them were at that party on that July on that at that July 4th party on that base. So it went from 78 over like a four, four month period, five month period to overnight almost completely doubling. Why? Because of the Americans on the American base. We need to start thinking critically about this. We need to start believing in science and not the BS that we read on the internet. I heard about one of these folks that went to a local restaurant and this made the news because they had to tell everybody these don't work that had one of these uh, cards where they say, I'm immune from wearing a mask because I've got this card that I printed out on the internet that I saw on Facebook. It's not a real card. Don't print it out. Don't get it laminated. Just because you saw it on the internet doesn't mean it's real. That's where we're at. Facts and science be damned. We just don't believe anymore. I thought Donald Trump ascending to the presidency was going to be the peak. It was going to be the absolute height of ignorance. Like, like that would, that's all people needed to see. And we were going to be embarrassed. And we were going to get better. And holy yes, was I wrong. Because that's not at all what happened. We've gotten so much worse since then. And now America is the virus. Like it, it may have started in Wuhan, China, but it's, it's an American virus. And it thrives and it, it started a war against us. And because of our complete lack of knowledge and our, and our total willingness to be ignorant we're losing that war. But we're losing that war because we opted to lose that war. But this doesn't mean that Donald Trump is going to lose. He's not doing anything different. As a matter of fact, he's gone all in on the white power thing. Because Donald Trump is making a bet this year. He's making a bet that even though there are people marching in the streets right now, for the Black Lives Matter movement, people calling for women to have equal treatment, for, for gay people to have equal treatment, even though all of this is going on, for us to take care of our vulnerable people, deep down, Donald Trump believes that we are still a deeply racist country. And he's put all of his chips on the table, placing that bet. And... And it's sad to say, but there's no guarantee that he's going to lose that bet. Uh, I'd like to think that he is. I would like to think that we're better than that. I would like to think that there's no way 
that he could win again, but he could. He's placing this bet that even with all of the marches right now, he can still win because America is still deeply racist at heart. I hope he's wrong. Of course, we'll find out in November. I mean, I hope he loses so bad. I hope he loses Texas, that he loses so bad. He's wrong about everything. But when it comes to the race stuff, when he's bet on the worst of humanity, he usually wins. I would like to apologize to the African-American community specifically. Um, the Republican Party has not been great on African-American issues. And, and neither has the Democratic Party. But unfortunately, the choices this November are white power, Trump, versus white Biden. I'd like to apologize to everybody that we decided that this would be a good idea to put up two old, out-of-touch, privileged white men for you to pick to be president. I'm not excited for Biden. I'm excited to get rid of Trump, but I'm not excited for Biden. But I am excited for the possibility of Biden hiring grown-ups to work in his administration. But it's not ultimately up to me. It's ultimately up to you and you and you and you and all of us. To those of us that wanted, wanted a good progressive on the ballot – my apologies about the way things turned out. To the African-American community, I'm sorry that we're asking you again to pick between one of these two white masters. The amount of change that's happened just over the last number of months gives me hope that it's not going to be this way forever, that we will see more women in power. And I'm, when I say women in power, I don't mean the kind of women that tell us that we should just do what the men folk tell us to do. That we will see more women, that we will see more people of color, that we will see uh, more non-binary people. The homophobia is old. The racism is old. The anti-science stuff is old. If nothing else, you shouldn't be voting for conservatives just simply because they don't believe in science. And we're going through a pandemic right now. And you shouldn't have to know somebody in order for this to be important to you. You shouldn't have to know someone who's black. You shouldn't have to know somebody who's gay. We all know somebody that's a woman. You shouldn't have to know somebody who's sick with COVID-19 in order to care about this. You have a choice. White power or Biden. Are we going to continue to lit this illness, this pandemic, settle into our country even deeper? Or are we going to start making adult decisions and working to eradicate it? If you really want to get back out there, the answer isn't making everybody sick, nor is it living in complete denial. Because science explains the disease, and just like anything scientific, it doesn't care what you believe in. It's going to do what it's going to do. It's fact-based. 
I've got high hopes for my countrymen, and I hope that I am right. I hope that the marches that I've seen in the streets, the white power rallies have been very, very small. They were large when they were large when Trump got elected, but the the white power rallies are very, very small. So I'm hoping that I'm right on this. Help me. Hopefully, I will be. Until then, ladies and gentlemen, take care of yourselves. Please take time <laughs> to take time for one another. Uh, don't spend a lot of your time out in these streets because it is not safe right now. Um, if you are in Florida or Texas or Kentucky or California or Arizona, any of the places that are, that are just exploding right now, it's not a reason to celebrate. We know what we have to do. What we lack is the willingness to do the right thing. But I've seen a ton of change happen in 2020. I've seen a lot of terrible things happen this year, but I've also seen a lot of change happen. And I'm hoping that the change becomes uh, massive once November rolls around. But that's all up to you. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for being here on The Fire You Can't Put Out. Our home is uh, tfycpo.podbean.com. Uh, uh, you can like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash tfycpo. Uh, questions, comments, uh, hate mail, uh, just a general statement or inquiry. You can email us at tfycpo at gmail.com. We work hard to not only inform, but also to entertain and keep an open dialogue with you, the American people. We are the fire you can't put out. And we will prevail, rejecting austerity in favor of prosperity. Believing in science, because science is real. And beliefs are not. <laughs> My name is Melvin. I'm signing off. Now that I've woke you up, good morning.